Welcome to the Green Edge Podcast with Michael Cross and me, Fraser Harper. Navigating the economic and labour market changes required to achieve net zero is becoming central to the future livelihoods of people and communities right across the UK. But few local authorities, local enterprise partnerships, regional bodies and other sub-national bodies have the data and insight they need to unlock the opportunities to grow their skills and labour markets in the best way to support green jobs and inclusive growth. In this special Green Edge podcast, we bring news of a new partnership which is aiming to change all that. WPI Economics, Lightcast and the Data City have come together in a partnership that offers data, insight and resources to understand, map and navigate the current and future green economies in regional and local areas. The partnership is launching in early March, and recently we caught up with the three firms to tell us more about it. Let's start off this podcast by hearing a little about the three companies, starting with Joe Ahern, WPI's Head of Policy Consulting, followed by Elena Magrini, the Head of Global Research at Lightcast, and Alex Craven, CEO of the Data City. WPI Economics, we're a specialist economics and public policy consultancy. We specialise in bringing together evidence, analysis, research, data, using that to, to make a compelling case to try and influence how policy is delivered and made for social good. We're very interested in debate around net zero policy, really interested in how you deliver net zero successfully in a way that captures the co-benefits as well as possible. And a big part of that is obviously the, the economic aspect of it. A big part of our work in that is around this question of green jobs that we've been engaged in for around a couple of years now. But we also do lots of reports and commentary across net zero policy in a range of uh, sectors and kind of sector-specific reports. So do some sort of retrofit. We've done quite a lot on transport decarbonisation as well. We've looked at the labour market benefits of the natural environment, various other sectors as well. Uh, and this partnership is about building on what we've done today on green jobs to bring what we can offer to a wider audience. Like us, we are the global leader in labour market analytics. Our mission is to help organisations unlock new possibilities in the labour market by providing cutting-edge insights from using a range of data from official statistics to job postings and profiles analytics that we can get online. As part of our work, we provide customers with support in terms of data as well as bespoke consultancy and research support. We work with customers from a whole range of different organizations, from the public sectors, including local government, national governments, as well as education providers and corporate organizations. And we are active in many different countries. We have a base here in the UK, but we also have headquarters in the US, in Italy, and operate in different parts of the world. The data exists to classify sectors which aren't covered by the standard industrial classification system. It's outdated, it's a rigid hierarchical structure, and it's not fit for the 21st century economy. And in doing that, what we've been able to do is, and specifically in relation to the topic that we're talking about here in terms of the green economy, is we've been able to classify the new and emerging sectors that are leading the provision of the products and services that will enable the whole of the economy to become a green economy. The bit that we specifically bring to the table on this is that ability to to understand at a very granular level what's going on in the net zero supply chain so that we can make the business case for private equity money to get involved. And the analysis we've done with some of our consulting partners is two key stats. The first is that it needs something like a trillion pounds worth of investment. 
The second is that it needs to grow in order to meet our carbon targets at twice the speed the digital economy did. Therefore, what we need to be able to do is identify these sectors so that it's very easy to pitch to massive private equity funds like BlackRock and say, look, this is the X sector. Look how fast it's growing. It's the next big thing in private equity you need to get on board. The approach we've taken is not rigid and it can evolve and we can introduce new classifications as the sector evolves. The website information tells us that what the partnership is offering here is based on tried and tested methodologies and definitions, cutting-edge machine learning, robust economic principles and detailed policy understanding. It's being geared towards local authorities and others to identify the companies active in their green economies, measure how fast the green economies are growing and which sectors will see substantial changes through decarbonisation. Crucially, it aims to answer the question of what all this will mean for local skills and employment policies. Let's go over to James Edgar, the Chief Economist at WPI, to tell us a little more about how the companies came together and how the service will work in practice. As the three companies here have realised how much appetite there is for analysis of the green economy and green jobs alongside net zero, we have ended up collaborating initially on one or two pieces of work for local authorities and then realised that there was an opportunity to put a partnership out that people can see what we can offer and bring that together. So that's what we're launching to bring together WPI Economics, Lightcast and the Data City to deliver a set of different angles on the green economy and green jobs. So from the Data City, you've got real-time information as to what's happening in the economy linked through to different companies and the analysis of specific company information. From Lightcast, the occupational data and skills information And then from WPI, we've got deep expertise in what does that mean for public policy and bringing that through and how to end the question of definition of green jobs that we've been working on. So we want to bring that in a standard way, which we know we can do, but then also bespoke because there's so many clients out there with so many different needs to help local authorities, local enterprise partnerships, etc. with their challenges and questions. Now, as well as hearing about the partnership, we had a wide-ranging discussion with the people on the call, with topics ranging from discovering and describing green skills profiles to skills within sectors and combining green and traditional skills. And we'll feature some of these topics in future Green Edge podcasts. But here are a few of the things we discussed around topics like green skills policy and the differences between green and sustainability skills. The discussion was led by my Green Edge colleague, Dr. Michael Cross, who I'll hand over to now. If I look at some of government policy in the UK, they have some very short-term goals to deliver specific things that live in net zero. And that gives you one skills policy for the green economy. But if I've got a broader view of the green economy, where I'm looking for driving overall growth and capture the real benefits of the wider aspects of it, I have a different view of what my skills policy should be. Yeah. So I think the best way to answer is to take a step back about there's a lot of interest and we often get asked the question, how do you define the green economy and green jobs? And we've set off when we started work in this area, we reviewed all the potential approaches. Uh, We're coming to this desire to want to say, here is the answer. Here's the way we do it, because then all the data flows, you get consistent set. We've realized that that's not one possible or two desirable, that actually your purpose, what you are doing really matters as to what, what you want the definition to be. 
So we've we've encountered a lot of different organisations with different purposes. So whether that's ensuring that the skills and education provision matches the demands of the economy, whether it's about overall economic growth in an area, understanding that, communicating to people who are coming into new jobs, uh, so particularly young people or people in changing industries, and all of that. So that's actually your definition really matters. And what and particularly on what you've just asked, we have looked at both net zero and broader environmental goals, partially because you get different skills requirements, but also because they're interrelated. Just doing net zero, yes, there's specific things there, but actually that crosses over, so it's quite hard sometimes to split those. One question here is some of the terminology we use. We use the word green skills quite a lot, as opposed to sustainability skills. And if you look when people unpick that, green skills tend to be technical skills and hands-on skills, touching a piece of technology like a heat pump, whereas sustainability skills are those which are managerial and leading a process of greening something. And is it important we get some of this terminology right? I'll add one more element of complexity here. When you talk about sustainability, it's actually a much broader concept than green. So you might have something that is sustainability skills because it's related to sustainable finance, which might not have anything related to green. So I think the way that is helpful to look at the green economy and trying to understand green skills in general is that you have your core set of green skills, which you're right, they're very much technical skills that you need to develop in order to learn how to do some specific parts of a green job. But alongside that, you also need to have a set of other different skills. And that's true for many other different jobs as well. So you need to have your soft common skills, so your communications, your management skills, they might not be specifically green, but without those skills, you cannot have a green job or you cannot have a many other jobs in reality, because I think day to day, we all need some sort of uh, communications and management skills, for example. Then you have other specialized skills that are not specifically green skills, but uh, they're still technical skills that you need for a job, like, for example, skills around specific uh, occupations or specific, uh, like, for example, within constructions, skills that are technical, but they're not green. And then you also have the digital skills, which is a wider set of questions about the digital tool that you need to implement and be able to use to perform green jobs. So it's complex. And while the green skills overall are the specific technical skills, then in reality, green jobs are made of a combination of all these different kinds of skills. I think I'd just add to that that so within our partnership and the way we've thought of it, we wouldn't interpret green skills as just those to do with um, skilled trades and physical skills. We've taken an approach of trying to say a taxonomy based on policy areas to understand what the goals are. Some of those, for example, within the work done from the Data City platform is to say green professional and research skills, which includes green finance. And that's one of the benefits of then looking at like cast data. When you look at particular job postings, the skills in there, you can get all of the perhaps the more managerial skills, the general skills that are required, and then specifics where it comes to those uh, skilled trades and things like that. And so you don't need to be restricted in your definition. Does it also work then if I'm scraping job adverts where I have a location stroke a company name, I can start that linking directly across to the data city data sets, which is company specific as well. So I can look at different profiles within different sectors and different locations in more detail. So that the purpose of our join at company level to Lightcast was to enable exactly that. 
So if somebody is advertising for an operations managerial role and the skills are all focused on managerial operations and don't mention the green context, the fact that the job sits within the context of a company which is exclusively operating within a net zero economy, perhaps wind farm manufacturer or something, gives you the ability to understand the context of those skills as a green job. Does that then also then take us into understanding the quality of the jobs that are being created and their longevity? And I'm thinking here about new startups and also the new economy work you've been doing at Data City. Absolutely. Uh, all the analysis we've, we've done shows that green jobs are both high quality and sustainable. The average salaries are higher. And in terms of sustainability, if, if you give sort of specific examples, it's quite easy to see how you know, it does create long. A great example I was, I was given, which was how offshore wind is regenerating fishing communities. You know, the day boats are being used to ferry the technicians to the offshore wind farms and bring them back in. Some of the day boat uh, fishermen have retrained as technicians. The wind farms themselves protect the fishing stocks from trawlers, which benefits the catch of the fishing fleet in the harbour. And then the whole process of transfer and maintaining, transferring that energy to land creates a whole supply chain, which benefits not just the immediate uh, sort of fishing community, but the area it sits within. Sometimes the, 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 the label green jobs is really useful. But what we need to do is constantly bring it to life in this way. When, when you read the sort of hysteria about what is a green job? People don't seem to understand that it's actually really quite practical things like like those two examples I've just given. Um, these are jobs for electricians. And that's how it needs to be couched, I think, in a lot of cases. And then people can understand, well, as our traditional industries decline, actually, this is the solution. We, these, these jobs are directly transferable into high-value growing um, and very important parts of our economy. Our thanks to Joe Ahern, James Edgar and Laura Osborne of WPI Economics. Elena Magrini of Lightcast and Alex Craven of the Data City for a fascinating discussion. On behalf of Michael and me, we wish the partnership well. And just a reminder here that you can find all our Green Edge podcasts, including our weekly updates, on greenedge.substack.com. And you can also find this podcast on all the major streaming platforms, including Apple, Google and Amazon. Let's finish with a final word from Joe Ahern of WPI Economics. One of the things that we've obviously aimed for, we talked a little bit about why we've brought these organisations together in terms of the, the data and analytical capabilities and that all being, uh, I think, the strongest possible partnership for answering some of the questions we set out. So that's really, really important. And part of the package we wanted consciously to offer is to bring that together with also some of the qualitative research and insights and crucially to offer some of the recommendations to take some of this evidence and insights forward so that some of the local civic and policy organisations that we talked about can actually deliver on these and and realise the opportunities that, that are there as well. Thank you for listening to this Green Edge podcast. This podcast series accompanies the Green Edge newsletter to which you can subscribe at greenedge.substack.com. The Green Edge is produced by Blue Mirror Insights.